0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Morning Shot Uncut, the uncensored uncut podcast of the Morning Shot show on YouTube. If you'd be so kind, if you wish to support us in a material way, Substack is the best way to do that. Become a member, pay whatever it is per month, and you can help us support the show that way. In today's podcast, Russia, South Africa, and did South Africa actually send arms to Russia especially within the context of the Ukraine war, where there are sanctions against these sort of things. Byron, hello, welcome to the show.
1: Hello everyone, thank you for inviting me to my own show, but that's cool. Uh, Yeah, so the question is, uh, did they send weapons? And... To answer that question, we should revert to a year ago where we speculated that uh, when the ship of unknown origin landed in the Western Cape Town of unknown origin, we did say, Well, what the hell was going on there? We said, ah, This is ANC They've got staff troubles. The only thing they could probably really muster together is probably some, you know, some shells or some ammunition. I don't know, maybe some propellants or gunpowder or some bullshit like that and help Russia to fight their war. Because let's face it, we don't actually manufacture anything of uh, significance yet, so it's hardly like we sent a nuclear bomb or something. But we probably sent something really insignificant, like some ammo to Russia. And in return, the Russians probably paid the ANC staff salaries, because the ANC was behind the staff salaries. And in return, we said, why the fuck does the DA not even know what's going on in its own bloody town? And we actually had a member of Parliament come on the show and say, "Ah, I am all over this, like uh, flies on horseshit. And, uh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And the DA knows everything about what happens in the Western Cape. And, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. And it turns out that, uh, yeah, we were right. Come on. We were right. I don't know if you ever get bored of that, mate, when people actually turn around to us and say, Hey guys, your analysis, you got it right. It's Like, yeah, okay. It's just another scenario of us getting it right.
0: For the record, I am never tired of being correct. I get
1: in. bored. I get bored of it. For once, I'd like the ANC to actually surprise me, but it never does. It never surprises me in its stupidity. Yes. And so with that all being said, I think all of us could see this coming a fucking mile off, apart from the ANC, who apparently, when the minister yesterday, or should I say the ambassador to South Africa yesterday, announced that this is actually what he felt had happened, and he quotes, he says, I would stake my life on it, which means he's pretty certain. I, now, 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 Ramon, as a man who's married, if I say to you, Ramon, you're cheating on your wife, what do you say to me? No. Do you know what you don't say to me? Uh, Let me establish an inquiry to check whether or not I slept with someone else and cheated on my wife. I'm going to establish an inquiry with an independent judge and the judge will determine whether or not I cheated on her. Like, if you didn't do it, You say, no, it's not true. Never happened. Now, Cyril, in his infinite wisdom, has said, we don't know if we sent weapons or not. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. What we're going to do is we're going to establish an inquiry. Cyril loves his inquiries. He loves them. He thinks they're the best thing ever. And this inquiry will determine whether or not we violated international law by sending arms to a state that's engaged in a war. But here's the kicker. It's going to take him like 12 months minimum to even come up with a bullshit report. Out of interest, just out of interest, what's happening in the next
0: 12 months in South Africa? Just, I, I think there's an election somewhere, Byron, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. election where the ANC are sort of projected to lose the first one ever.
1: Mm. It may almost be like Ramaphosa doesn't want to answer this going into the election and if he can delay it so that it's someone else's problem like Paul Machatillo's problem I can imagine that what's going to happen is the ANC are going to get their 42 percent or whatever in the next election Cyril's going to be like oh sorry oh bad results must be me oh look I'm going to go sit on my yacht in uh, Ibiza or something you know maybe Julius will be there and they can share the champagne together because we know Julius likes Ibiza And uh, he's going to be like, hey, Paul, you know how you wanted to be deputy president? (laughs) Surprise, motherfucker. Here's this bombshell grenade, and you're going to have to deal with it. And Paul's going to be like,
0: hey, shit, eh? This isn't great. Yeah, but here's the thing, Byron. I think it actually doesn't matter if weapons were sent to Russia or not. It's an old LBJ thing, right? Lyndon Johnson, the American president in the 60s. He said to his aide, tell everyone in the world that my opponent is screwing pigs. And the aide said, but Mr. President, that is not true. And the president said, I know, but I want the motherfucker to deny it. So it doesn't matter if the ANC send weapons to Russia or not. What matters is they have to deny it, which they refuse to do at the moment. So my view, personally speaking, is that I don't care whether they send weapons or not. That's not the issue at hand. The issue at hand here is that it is out in the public. It is something that they have to deal with. And the question is, why is it in the public? Why does the American ambassador know something, apparently, that no one else did? That's the real thing. And to my mind, and I've spoken to you about this before the podcast, I think Russia leaked this entire thing, true or not, with one goal in mind, to alienate the South African government from Western influence and basically put them into the BRICS corner without any other alternative. So the real paradigm shift is not whether weapons were sent or not, the real paradigm shift is to what corner South Africa is being forced And I think the Russian state really wants South Africa to be absolutely beholden to BRICS at all cost. Western influence in SADC then just doesn't exist anymore, which is a huge geopolitical coup for South Africa. Well, for Russia, really, not South Africa, sorry.
1: So let's actually look at this properly, right? Okay, so if, if, if no weapons were sent, Weapons, you know, we don't know what weapons Americans didn't say that. They just, in fact, they actually look at the actual thing, it just said ammunition. They said ammunition was it now that could be anything, mate? Could be shell casings, it could be propellants, it could be bullet heads, it could be the missing one point something million rounds that went missing during the peaceful protests in Durban in uh, July of 2021. Could be anything, mate? It could be. Maybe they're returning the ANC's arm cash because, you know, the ANC's like, hey, guys, we had all your guns underneath the Loot Freely house and we're returning them to you because, you know, you need them more than we do now. It could be anything, mate. Now, if they didn't do anything, the answer would just be to go, fuck off, dude, like, there's no evidence of this, like, just prove it. Like, it didn't happen. And then the ambassador would have to come out and go, well, I got it from shaky intel. But the reality is that the response to this has been a little bit telling. So in the first instance, Cyril came out and said, well, no, I don't know if it happened or not, and we're going to establish this committee. Now, I have to ask you, Ramon, if Cyril doesn't know what's happening in his cabinet, it's like I I need to really ask questions as to why Cyril, who centralised the spy agencies in the presidency, still doesn't know what's going on in his own country. The spa agencies literally report to him and he has no idea what's happening on national soil. Okay. Yeah. Donnell has come out today saying, hey, we, could, we can't even manufacture a bacon butty. So what's the chances of us sending over weapons to bloody Russia? And so it's like, okay, well, cool. So Donnell has actually come out and said straight, well, it wasn't us. So if it came from anywhere, it didn't come from Donnell. But, you know, the commies in charge of the ANC, the SACP, had this brilliant take. And they were like, hey, these imperialists, they come here, they make allegations, you know what we must do? Let's expel the Americans from South Africa. Yeah, largest trading partner in the world, biggest military in the world. What a great idea. Let's just piss the Americans off. They're like, yeah, kick the Americans out. And you have to think to yourself, these commies, mate. And it's like, I think at the moment, the Americans are actually starting to realize what the average South African, like you and me, knew a long time ago. And that is, this is what happens when you deal with commies. You are like, nah, there's no commies in the ANC, because they're not really a commie party. And they're seeing more and more of the commies come to forte. And the problem now is that they're like, oh, shit, man, these commies are fucking crazy. They'd be like, they'd be like cuckoo. They'd be like Cuba cuckoo. Well, what did the Americans do to Cuba, mate? Any ideas?
0: I think it's like the longest, um, I don't know if you call it sanctions, but what do we call an economic embargo in history? I mean, since 1959, I believe, or 62 or 63, uh-huh. I can't remember And it's been going on for like 50 years. And, you know, despite what many people say, Cuba is not heavenly or Wakanda or utopian in any way whatsoever. So a lot of people might think to themselves listening to this, oh, but you guys, you know, you just like America. Uh, No, we dislike it immensely. If you listen to our videos, uh, as soon as the war broke out, we went to the Russian embassy. We spoke to the uh, press attache at the time. The Russians told us their version. We got a lot of hate for that. Uh, We are quite agnostic. We do think the multipolar world is coming. We do think South Africa could have a very important role in that particular multipolar world, not with the ANT in charge, though, but with the more pragmatic leader in charge. We could have reap a lot of the benefits of multipolarity rather than rely on grants for like solar panels and shit like that from the West. So South Africa is primed. To, to really be a, a, an important conduit in the multipolar world. And I think the Russians understand this, the Americans don't. And the Russians understand that if they control the South Atlantic seaboard, which is South Africa, they control very important trade routes to get stuff back to Russia, right? Because everywhere else is sanctioned. They can't go anywhere else. So they have to find new ways of getting stuff back to Russia or to export stuff in various ways from Russia. So they are currently using India, they're using Turkey, but in the South here there's not too much happening because A Russia's not a huge trading partner to South Africa which though we think it can change very quickly, but B most importantly, the ANC is just so dumb that they would fall into this trap in the first place. They don't understand multipolarity, they don't understand de-dollarization, they don't understand what is going on. All they can think about is, oh well, the Soviet Union funded us for like forty years. They allowed us to, to exist. They allowed us to take over the country of South Africa, and therefore we just have this undying fealty to the Russian, to the Russian Federation, and to Vladimir Putin, without really realizing that Putin has nothing but contempt for these guys. Like nothing but contempt for them. He will pay their salaries as like zero point zero 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 one percent rounding error of his personal wealth he's very happy to do that or more importantly let someone else do that but he's not doing it because he likes the ANC he's doing it because it serves him geopolitically and I think as far as my theory goes the ANC is dumb enough to fall into the trap set up by Russia in this particular regard once again it doesn't matter if weapons were sent it's already out there now you're going to reap the repercussions of it irrespective of whether it happened or not.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that. But, you know, we need to actually sit back for one second and understand why the Americans are a bigger trading partner to South Africa than the Russians. Okay, and so the first part, the first reason for that is actually fairly obvious. And that is, the Americans have 331 million people living there, mate. That's 331 million potential customers that we export to, The Russian population, however, is 143 million people. Mate, that's a third of what the Americas bring, which means it already halves our, or should we say even takes it down to a third of what our potential is when we trade with the Russians. So even if they switched economic ties, even if we were able to redirect all of our economic output to the Russians, we still couldn't get the same level of take-up just because of the population numbers. Population is king in this regard. Now, also, if you look at the Russian population and if you look at it since the fall of the Soviet Union, during the Soviet Union, the population actually reached its height at 1.4 at, at 148 million people. It's actually come down by five million people since then. Okay, so that shows you that should we say freedom in terms of Russia, the free market enterprises, has actually allowed people to have choice in terms of what it does. And that choice means has meant what most, should we say, free countries are seeing as a decline in population. You may also argue that potentially the war in Ukraine has cost some Russian lives, and that may be one of the reasons of the population decline as well. Although, arguably, these numbers are from 2021, so maybe it didn't really apply. Regardless of how you look at it, regardless of how you look at it, the American population has been on a steady increase since breaking forever mate. since the 1960s has been on an upward trajectory and has never kind of come down so the United States from a purely economic perspective is always going to be more important to us so with that being said you have to look at the Russian economy and go okay cool maybe the multipolar world is important maybe we don't want to 100% side with the United States but in terms of trade surplus the United States is always going to be more important than Russia until that population is reversed right and that's that's not going to happen in the medium term so you have to look at this and then you say okay so cool so what exactly is the ANC trying to achieve does it want to alienate the US and his answer actually in the first instance would be no because they like the lucre that they get as you you and I both know with that being said are they really kind of wanting to cause us the the kind of damage and the headaches that they think that is going to occur and again, I think the answer is no, but I don't think they actually really thought about it. I think they, we discussed this during our initial video. We said, does the ANC understand that this may impact Alcoa? And you, you and I both said, well, we think that what they're going to say is that South Africa is such a minnow state and we're just so insignificant. Who gives it a shit and they're just going to let it pass. But that doesn't seem to have been the case. Now, why I raise all of this is because of two potential points. The first is, if the Americans take a swap in South Africa, the European Union will follow, because those two trading blocks are intri- they intrinsically linked, which means that we actually aren't just pitting trade with the United States at play. We're actually pitting trade with our largest trading partner, which actually happens to be the EU. So both of those may be impacted. And you, as a, as South Africans, we have to ask ourselves: Well, what does that mean in reality? Well, what it may mean in reality is that for any of us, you could trade with international companies. Could you imagine we get into a Zimbabwe-type scenario where we can't even pay for shit abroad? We can't even send money into South Africa. Coupled with gray listing, you can't even. We go literally from the grey list to the black list. You couldn't send money here. So you couldn't even buy things from here, even if you wanted. Just like you can't buy anything in Zimbabwe now, because you can't actually send the money there. Like that would be deeply problematic for us.
0: No, I fully agree. And let's not forget there is a resolution in the House of Congress in America. It's called H. Res. One Four Five, and it's basically saying uh, there's the uh, Mr. James Smith of New Jersey, Republican. Yes, that's right. And the resolution basically is that since South Africa never votes with the US and the UN, never, as far as I understand, and number two, the hosting of military exercises earlier this year, it's obvious that America is not non-aligned as they claim to be in this Ukraine. In South Africa, it's not. I mean, uh, South Africa, my apologies. So there's already a resolution in Congress, it hasn't been passed or anything like that, but it's already there. Because Africa is not helping America in any material way in this regard. And the Russians know this. What could tip the edge over for that resolution to be passed in Congress? Well, a gross violation of international sanctions, i.e. sending weapons to Russia. And once again, it doesn't matter if it happened or not. The only thing that matters is it's in the public and now we are dealing with it. And for the most part, and I think Barney, you would agree with this, South Africa has been fucking around for thirty years and that's ended now. This is the found out phase. There's a fucking around phase where people tolerate you, but now there's a finding out phase. And I d mean, don't know where this goes. This goes to like thirty Rand a dollar. This goes to sanctions. We're
1: on the way there, mate. This We're goes on the to way there. Yeah.
0: The collapse of a lot of things in, in South Africa, the citrus industry and whatever else based on these trade agreements we have with the West. Now, I think the trade agreements are actually grossly unfair, and I think it goes go away as largely a scam for the most part. So I'm not saying it's like something we need to protect at all costs, but we don't have any alternatives to it. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. And the ANC got checkmated into this without any alternatives whatsoever. As soon as the sanctions hit Russia, and they were huge, out of SWIFT, can dollars, can't do anything, Russia had everything in place to make sure that they could still survive as a nation. And so far, it seems like they are doing rather well, despite those sanctions. South Africa can't even hope to achieve a tenth of that with one hundredth of the sanctions against it. It is that weak. But again, he got checkmated. Hope Lanninsenko.
1: So the the problem is now, I'm going to cast your mind back to when the uh, resolution that you were just drawing reference to actually went before the Republican... It was opposed by a Republican Party member, and then it was going to go through the House, the House Committee on Foreign Affairs, just to be exact. Now, the House Committee on Foreign Affairs were going to decide whether or not to put it before the House as something to adopt. Now, at the time, Durko, our lovely head of diplomacy moron, you know, so hence their actual—that's the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, which we have here. They were just, they came out saying, ah, oh, we're quote unquote unmoved by the whole thing. We're we're not worried because it's a it's a fringe minnow councillor who's just, well, you know, a fringe minnow Republican who's just got to be in his bonnet. And he's like a, a right-wing extremist. It will never take, it will never take. Like we'll send over some guys there, they'll take him out to lunch and you will just be like, oh, my mistake. And if you recall, very recently South Africa sent some actual ministers to the US to smooth over relations. That's right, Sindi Mofomadi, if I remember. That's right, and so we always send our best and brightest morons that, frankly, probably failed woodwork like the rest of them, and we all know that they went over there and pissed off the US because of their pure arrogance and communist bullshit.
0: Actually, I have sources. This was through Twitter, so it's my sources on Twitter. Apparently. The South African delegation arrived at Congress during the recess, so they didn't actually make a speak to anyone in the best. place. No, they did. They did did speak to somebody, and this is
1: what happened. So they got to speak to staffers, you see, so they didn't actually get to speak to any of the ministers or, you know, the congressmen, as they would call them, but they got to speak to staffers. Now, you and I both know, because we deal with ministers and various politicians, Sometimes the staffers are actually more important than bloody speaking to the ministers because they're the ones that actually bid everything forward. But in sheer arrogance, because you know what our popu- our, our politicians and the shithole are like, they just turn around and say, well, we're not speaking to staffers. They're they junior. Like We don't want to speak to them. And they're like, oh, I don't know you're going to speak to. Everybody's at home enjoying, you know, watching the Super Bowl or something. So at the end of the day, the South African delegation stormed out and said I'll call us when you're serious and so that's how they left it now obviously what's gone on has gone on but the reality of the situation is that South Africa was so sure that this was just such a who cares like this is going nowhere that they just felt like we will carry on you know it's like a spoiled child where you keep saying to the child don't do this, or I'm going to send you to bed hungry. Don't do this, or I'm going to send you to bed hungry. And they're like, Yeah, but you always feed me, and I don't really believe you. And now what's happened is, well, dinner's getting taken away. But not only is dinner getting taken away, but so is breakfast, lunch, and supper for the next 10 years. So, you know, you're about to go without food for a very long time. Now, this has to call into question what exactly the ANC thinks is actually doing with the South African economy. And so I found a very interesting remark that PSG, who is an investment firm in South Africa, obviously has had a conference in Sun City. You know, Sun City, commonly referred to as one of the places of opulence in South Africa. It's actually a casino for those who don't know. And they have had this conference. And during that, a political analysis called Daniel Silk never heard of him before. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's great. But he raised a question and he says, the ANC are very confused in terms of what it preaches to the rest of the world in that what it doesn't seem to understand is what kind of state does it want? Does it want a socialist state? Does it want a communist state? Or does it want a free market state? And this actually reminds me, Ramon, do you remember that a couple, I think it was like a year ago, Ramon Pausa actually took his first questions and answers, like from the media, because we all know Ramon Porza is not very keen on this. And during their questions and answers, they asked him, they said, look, what are you? Are you a socialist or are you a commie? Like, what are you? And he says, I'm a who gives a shit. Like, I, I am whatever gets me the job done. I need to do this in order to achieve X, I'm this he's like as long as we all get to the end results and we actually achieve and we make progress and you know what if only that were true because I think that what's actually happened in reality is that Cyril Ramaphosa is a nothing and a nobody burger and what's actually happening is that the various entities inside his party are all vying for control and doing their own bullshit we saw Yesterday, a commie minister go into parliament and basically threaten other parliamentarians with commie ways. Are we going to get really radical because he's a he's a commie? We've got socialists trying to squeeze the state for basic income grants and more and more social bullshit like NHI, even though everything's underfunded and we couldn't we couldn't even afford a bloody KFC burger at the moment. And then we got other commies trying to tell us that we're going to have a free market state, like in implement free market ideas in terms of the energy sector even though
0: that's never happening and on top of we are that, sorry to interrupt now Lady pandal is talking about israel and palestine and sanctions against israel um and then goody montashe is talking about no coal at all cost no green bullshit all those things indicate how little control the president actually has because these are all sort of Presidential speaking points, like a grand policy of the president, and all the ministers are completely ignoring him and just pursuing their own interests. It's only in the lady Pundle yep. that talks about de dollarization and why it might be good. But that's not in any budget speech. It's not in any presidential uh, official communication. It's, 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 it's nowhere to be found. So all these ministers are either A, rogue, or B, he has absolutely no control over them. So in essence, they are rogue anyway. So this is just the leadership, what I want, I think, is what you're trying to say.
1: Ah, oh, absolutely. I think that's exactly where I was going, which is I think we just got a bunch of rogue ministers just doing whatever the fuck they want. And I don't think they really give a shit. No, but you see, the problem is that our ministers, to quote, you know, Rob Herzog, our ministers in this country are freaking morons, mate. Like, we are not led by the best and brightest, right? We are led by the best and stupidest. Like, if you seriously could find Dumb and Dumber and then find the guy who was even dumber than them, that's who we've got as ministers. Like, there is not one minister I can look at and be like, they're actually all right. Like, no, nah, man, they're all just freaking morons of the highest caliber. And the problem is that you need a strong leader to to herd these, let's call them cats. We've got cats walking around everywhere doing whatever the freak they want. But they're they, they rudderless, mate. Now, Cyril Ramaphosa should be there, being like, "Hey, commies, don't get so like over yourself and you know go a little bit overboard." He should be like, "He has our points, he has our policies, stick to it." He's too busy selling cattle man, and playing golf. Like, I don't know where the president is in all of this. And whenever you get him on the line, he's like, "Well, I didn't know about that. I'm shocked." Like,
0: yeah, I mean, pretty it's, sure it's your job to know, right? It's, it's only in South Africa where a guy's asked a question in Parliament by Justine Aden saying the juice of black arms, he's like, uh, I've heard the rumor, I'm going to look into it, and then, like, within a few hours, his main alliance partner, the communist party, says, this is completely disrespectful, we should, we, we should basically exile the US from South Africa altogether. I mean, these are like, two very different points of view, right? And a president should be, the one that, holds the main point of view as the head of government but for Ulm Cyril that just doesn't seem to apply which really goes back to the question Baron, that we have promulgated a while ago is that he excuse me he actually did resign last year after the Pala stuff came out and they said oh nobody was brought back no he wasn't he just hasn't told anyone that he has resigned and it shows in everything that he does and the Russians so. made it in because of that as well.
1: Absolutely. But you know what? I love that that state, the statement from the South African Communist Party. I'm going to read something to you. And as good political anal- analysts, we need to sit here and look at this and be like, they just give the game away. And they said, the utterances suggest he may as well be embedded in rogue intelligence operations involved in spying on our country so basically your issue is that he's spying on the country it's not that his intelligence is wrong right right so are you giving the game away you're like there's this is wrong because you caught us at what we were doing how dare you look at what we're doing it's your fault, because you were checking what we were doing. Bloody agents. You know, so it's it's very curious. I think that something happened. I think there was an exchange they made. And like you say, it may even have been really simple. Like, maybe it was just empty showcases from older AK-47s that they had lying around. It was probably something really pointless. But you know what? Like, as you say, these guys are too stupid, too moronic to even notice what happened and i reckon this probably all happened under cyril's nose i reckon you probably didn't know about it some rogue moron somewhere in the anc went and did it and supplied it they thought they're going to do it under the dead or night and no one would notice the problem is made like there's the anc going at the dead or night to do their covert spa operations all whilst they've got neon flashing lights and a big helicopter on top and they got like big sound systems go, here comes the blood. They just announce it to everybody, and then they're like, yeah. "How did you notice that we were doing this? I mean, was it the loud music? Was it the flashing lights? Was it the helicopter? was it? The, was it the media van we invited to come follow it? Like,
0: how did you know? How do, we don't understand? How did you know? I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever been to Simon's Town Harbour. I have. The harbour is the lowest point in Simon's Town. Any Tom, Dick, and Karen just looks out of the window and can see it. Right? It's not like it can be a secret as to what happens there. So this entire operation, think about it this way. The Russians want arms. The says, cool will give you arms. But we have to be, you know, a bit secretive about it because we don't want to breach uh, sanctions. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a convoy with flashing lights from Pretoria all the way down to Town, Right? Like a blue light convoy that no one's going to notice, guys. No one's going to notice. You bring your ship from Madagascar, you turn off the transponder for the last two days, then you come to Simon's Town, not PE, where it's a bit quieter, not Durban, not Richard's Bay. No, come to Simon's Town, where everyone can see what's happening in the dead of night. And then in the dead of night, while we're offloading or unloading or whatever will happen there, we'll put lights up everywhere so everyone can see what's happening and going on. And then this is, this is the plan. This is a plan. And the ANC says, yes, that's great. Or, like, I don't know whose plan it was. Was it the Russians or was it uh, the ANC? At this rate, I'm quite willing to think, right? And this is my honest opinion about all this. The, the Russians wanted weapons for some reason. The ANC said, cool, we can do it. And they said the shittiest, cuckest, rusted, pieces of shit weapons the world's ever seen pocketed the difference. And then Russia's like, oh, we got screwed by South Africa. Fuck it. We'll just leak the story to the Americans. <laughs> like that to me is the most plausible thing. Though I do think at the end of the day, the ANC once again got checkmated into it by the Russians.
1: The Russians are far too small know the game they're playing. That's the reality of the situation. So I, I think I'm more inclined to think that the Russians knew that at some point in time they would need to use the their leverage against the south africans against the americans and that they would try cause a wedge between them they probably did ask him for some old rusty ak's like <laughs> but that's not the point is it they were probably like hey guys remember all those ak's we sent you can we have them back and they were like uh okay we'll give them back but can you at least pay our salaries and they're like oh okay we'll pay your salaries but give us back our ak's you know maybe that's what they did you know, and they had to collect all of the shitty AKs with rust everywhere. And even when the Russians got them, they just melted them down and, you know, melted them and turned them into spoons. Like, it doesn't make a difference, no, because you still, you still violated the international laws. Exactly. And the problem is the ANC are so stupid they didn't even notice what they were doing. I think, I honestly think, you see this all the time with the ANC. They do the stupidest thing on the planet and someone's like, hey, guys, you know you're not allowed to do that. And they're like, oh, really? With the..." We,
0: we didn't know. Look like, at who I what that, told us. imperial racism. Don't tell us what to do. We're a sovereign country. Except when we want solar panels and except when we want vaccine and except when <laughs> we go to the Parliament of Great Britain and, and uh, to quote the Times reporter, Cyril was such a horrible fellow because he kept asking for money. So embarrassing. So they're very sovereign when they want to be, you know, soft uh, how, how, so,
1: And How reporters. sovereign are we when, we when we say we can't, NHR is the biggest load of bullshit that our country's ever seen. We can't afford it. and They're like, yeah, but we signed up to some universal declaration on health thing with the UN, so you know we really need to make progress. Not very sovereign, then, are you? Mm-hmm. Or when they say, oh, you know, we need some form of gun control because we signed up to the UN Small Arms Treaty, like, you know, we need some kind of gun control. It's like not very sovereign, then, are you? So like, it's we're we're not very sovereign. And we surrendered all of our bullshit to the UN when we want to, when it serves them. But when somebody calls them out on their bull crap, they're like, oh, sovereign state, we can do what we want.
0: But also, a bit of a segue in this conversation, I think, ironically enough, Russia is the straw that has broken middle-class tolerance of the ANC. And I'm seeing it everywhere, right? If If you poll the middle class of South Africa, black or white, on the Russia-Ukraine conflict, they're like sort of overwhelmingly in favor of America and overwhelmingly in favor of Ukraine as being the country that's being aggressed upon by this very aggressive uh, war criminal called Vladimir Putin. And I think this is a real shift because this is the only thing, the Russian support thing, that cannot be blamed on apartheid in a realistic way. You can blame, you know, the ANC does this very well. They're like, oh, load shedding, you know, we can blame apartheid because the blacks didn't have electricity. Our, our healthcare system is crumbling, we can blame apartheid because the whites didn't build enough hospitals, etc, etc, etc. We all know it's bullshit, but it can be a bit plausible, and the middle class, especially the white ones, are extremely guilty about apartheid, and they would like to think that they could you know, take on these excuses and, and, and think that they are true. This, they cannot do that. The ANC cannot have any excuse whatsoever for its behavior in this particular case. So I really do wonder, there's already a collapse of support in urban vote for the ANC. I think it's close to like 35% urban votes versus 70% for the rural votes. But we do know that urbanization is is rising rapidly and we do know that the middle class, i.e. urban dwellers, are sort of on the last straw of support for the ANC. So I'd be happy and interested to find out what is this going to mean for the election next year? Because I think a lot of people will not say load shedding is a problem. A lot of people will say, we cannot support Russia. What the hell are the ANC doing? And I wonder if that's going to determine the outcome of the election in time to come.
1: I don't know, man. Because you see, the ANC has this idea, right? When they fuck up, they do stupid shit like, I don't know if you saw this today. So the ANC in Ekruleni had a march. They called it the People's March. And they had this march against, are you waiting for it? All social ills all social ills, my friend. You've been in power for 30 years. You control Ekruleni. You are the social ill. So are you So are you marching against yourself? And the answer is no. Every time they think that there's a problem, and we saw this, remember when they were marching against Esco Like you were in charge of Eskob. It's your bloody guys who dictate the bloody policy at Eskom, but you're going to march against Eskom. You're marching against yourself, you freaking fruit Loops. right? And it's like, this is what they keep doing. It's like, what we're going to do is we're going to pretend like we're actually in opposition, and we're going to march against the people in power, even though that's us. And maybe the South African population will be stupid enough not to notice that we're actually the ones in government.
0: But the worst part is it works. That's the worst part. I I don't think it works, though. I don't think it works. I think on this podcast and on our channel, we we have been a little bit unkind to ANC voters. I think the average South African can really understand what's going on here. And I think the average South African who sort of understands inflation because they buy bread and milk every day, go to a normal analyst in Santon ask him what's the price of milk for a litre. They wouldn't know. Hell, I don't even know, and I do buy more. Just by the way, but I don't sort of pay attention to prices quite yet. But the average person does. The average South African completely understands what is going on. An average person doesn't give a shit about Russia or Ukraine. But well, the ANC are forcing them to give a shit about it through unforced errors. So
1: here, so here's a here's a, a theory, right? And it's just a it's just a theory. What if the ANC actually wants to be sanctioned?
0: I haven't seen proof of that. That means they're smart. What if they
1: actually want to be sanctioned so that they can turn around and say something like, you know all the economic ways we got? That's because we got sanctioned, because we are helping out Russia. It's not actually because we fucked up in our policy. That's because of sanctions, Western sanctions. You know them in Paris,
0: say. Mm. Uh, I don't know I think you give them too much credit I think they was, they've just been checkmated into being sanctioned rather than seeking to be sanctioned I think of all the rhetoric around the just transition of power and solar panels from Germany and Americans bribing 8.5 billion dollars for the just transition I mean the ANC love all that Lucas stuff I don't think they want to let it go so I think my theory makes more sense I'm afraid
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's just devil's advocate, mate. Like, what if they actually want to be sanctioned? Maybe then, you know, like once they get sanctioned, they get to take all the social grounds. They kill them all. You know, they're like, ah, got no money. You know, sanctions. They. Eh? You, you got do- a
0: permanent. You got a permanent bogeyman. That that's true. But I think you're giving them far too much credit. Basically, you just made this. Podcast pointless, Byron. So thanks for that. (laughs) Half an hour saying how the ANZ got checkmated. Oh, wait, maybe they did what this all along. No, I said I'm
1: playing devil's advocate. You see, it's just putting it out there because people will be like, ah, you guys don't know what you're talking about in terms of foreign policy. I think we understand certain things going on that we can't even vocalize on the bloody podcast because we'll get shot and sent to the gulag. So we know more or less kind of what we think is going on. But it's just the devil's advocate mate. me. What if they actually want to get sanctioned? It's just worth thinking about. Like,
0: It's interesting. Yeah, I don't really think so. I think they're more happy playing sort of both sides, again. perhaps from the West for green energy and from Russia for whatever else Russia pays for, to be honest. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, for those who are listening, let us know your thoughts, please, especially on Substack. Comments are open. And for those who are members on Substack, a video of this podcast is available as well so you can see Byron in his poncho. It's worth the the subscription, I promise you.
1: (laughs) It's cold to be, mate. Bloody cold. We've uh, actually had some rain. For uh, a city that's our draft restrictions, we we seem to get a lot more rain than we're supposed to. But apparently it never falls in our dam, so
0: uh, I'm sure that's a part of fault or something. I was about to say, blame the whites. They didn't put the dam where the rain was damn them eh yeah
1: damn them what they knew one day we'd come back to uh to hold the ANC and then we'd be like ah, ANC's fault and they were like smart we've built in this 30 years in, in the past so that in 30 years from now we can all sit back and go hey, hey your problems guys hey,
0: that's smart yeah so if you want to see Byron and Poncho please do subscribe to us Give us a bit of money every month. We make no money from the podcast. We're poor. we South Africans. And now we're just about to be sanctioned. So we need as many dollars as possible. Believe me, even $1 yeah. can buy us like a streetwise two.
1: Rebel well, at this rate, $1 is going to
0: pay off your bond. So, <laughs> you know, you never know. So find in your heart, to please support us. Have a wonderful weekend for those listening early. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.